The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. Moms should get more credit. Back when I became a mom, I realized people thought my former career in TV news was more important than my motherhood. But that's backward because moms are raising that next generation and the world depends on us to do it well. So moms, this is your time to sit back, relax, and let Channel Mom cheer you on and equip you in your job as a mom because you're doing some of the most important work on the planet. Channel Mom, we encourage moms. Now, here's your host, Jenny Dean Schmidt. Yay, welcome moms. My name is Jenny and this is Channel Mom where we encourage Moms, we focus on your amazing value because I think the world sometimes forgets to do that and our media forgets to recognize the incredible importance of motherhood for our whole culture. Um, So I just am here to encourage you. I was just reading an article about how burned out mothers and fathers are in 2022. So this might be a touchy question, but are your children helping you around the house? Do your young kids um, pitch in? If your adult kids are back in the home, are they offering to cook, clean, or do a few chores? If your answer is no, or maybe even maybe, we've got some advice for you today from our counselor for moms. Jamie Kirkbride is going to join us with house rules, chore lists, and teaching our kids teamwork so it benefits them. Contributing to our household and one day their household, she's going to be here in just a minute. So stick around for the rest of Channel Mom. Moms are a big deal, but sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom, whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison. On the radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or giving at ChannelMom.com. The Army National Guard plays a vital role in your community. We're on the front lines supporting essential personnel, first responders, law enforcement, and medical professionals, delivering food, supplies, and medicine, keeping communities safe, making a difference. During emergencies, we're always ready, always there. Learn more about part-time service in the Army National Guard at nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard, aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association at this station. Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. Hey, welcome back, you guys. So glad you tuned in today. This particular issue we're going to talk about on the show is actually near and dear to me, even though I have adult children now, although I still have a teenager for one more month. She's 19. Um, and, and I think it's going to resonate with a lot of you. But before we get to that, a shout out to our moms around the nation. So grateful for all the markets that listen to us. And I hope always that we are a blessing to you. We've got a brand new market. Salem, Oregon. Welcome, you guys. So glad you're going to be listening in Oregon. My son actually went to undergrad there um, in in Oregon to Pacific University. He's now off to law school uh, in Arizona. So we'll have to get an Arizona station on board. Also, our friends in Oklahoma, Omaha and Lincoln, Nebraska, Little Rock, Arkansas, now also in Springfield, Illinois, Colorado Springs, Idaho, and then, of course, our loyal listeners right here in Denver. So grateful for you. And our podcast listeners. Be sure to tell your friends you can find us on podcast to help any mom 
Um, who needs a little encouragement? Spotify, Audible, Apple, Google Podcasts, etc. Podbean. So yeah, grateful you guys are on board and always, always, always hope I'm here for a reason in your life to encourage you, lift you up, remind you how important you are as a mother. You can also uh, get my book if you need a little more encouragement on paper. I'm going to try to put it on audio pretty soon. Jim's going to help me with that. It's called Mom, You're Amazing. You can get it at momyouramazing.com. All right. Um, Jim, you and I have to work on a little intro for Jamie because we definitely have it for our life coach for moms. And our, yeah, actually, no, what is she called? She's our <laughs> she's our oh, decluttering coach. That's what she is. We have a, we have a little intro for her. We got to we got to put one together for Jamie. She is channel moms counselor for moms, a licensed professional counselor. And also, maybe more importantly, a mother of seven. Right, Jamie, not eight, seven. Yeah, seven. So she knows what she's talking about. And today we're going to talk about how to get our kids to more effectively, whether they're two or 20, to contribute in the household, to be teamwork, to, to consider the family a team and, and, and want, you know, wanting to pitch in and wanting to be a part. I think we always think chores are a burden, but they don't have to be. I think Jamie's here to help us with that. So we're going right. to focus on that today, Jamie. But I was thinking about <laughs> my own issues, which I'm going to explain in a minute. You know, look, we, we all make mistakes as parents, and I'm about to confess a mistake that I made. But um, I, I thought, where, you know, I love to do our show set up sound bites. And so I went far and wide, Searching for the perfect show setup soundbite to, to kind of explain that problem of kids being unruly and, and not participating or, or, or not doing chores and not behaving and not not you know contributing and, and maybe just being kind of out of control. So yeah, I don't know what you think of this movie, but I went to Ricky Bobby for a little bit of Granny Law. Where the boy that? Well, I just dropped him off at Sunday school at my church about ten minutes ago. Hey! There they are. What in tarnation? Anarchy! I don't even know what that means, but I love it. Mama? No, Mama. Ricky, no. I will not have my grandbabies acting like shiftless wild hobos. All right, now you boys listen up. You listen good. Now, I am declaring Granny Law. And if you do not obey Granny Law, I will paint your back porch red. I- <laughs> Now, I was a mom who spanked. Please don't judge me. But that would be painting the back porch red. And and I just I love that because I think every mom at one point or another feels like their kids have declared anarchy and they're not obeying and they're not doing their chores and they're not helping out. I mean, am I correct to feel like a lot of moms have hit that wall and feel like, what have I done wrong that my kids aren't helping out? Absolutely. I think that is one of the things we can feel quite often, or if maybe their attitude about helping isn't even there. Like maybe they're doing it that half-heartedly, but there's many frustrations that come with yeah. kids and chores. Yeah. So I'm going to intro this by, well, I already gave you the, you know, show setup soundbite that Jim so kindly cut for me. But I, I'm going to make my own admission because I just want to be real. Um, I'm an older mom now, but I want the younger and in the, the middle, you know, middle of the experienced moms to understand that I, I recognize the things I did wrong. And, and I'm, <laughs> I have to confess, I think maybe my husband and I were a little bit sexist when it comes. And I'm not somebody who ever uses that word because I don't want 
division between the sexes and I don't want women hating men or vice versa. Um, but, or vice versa, I should say. But, but I think in our household, we, we concentrated more on diligently giving our daughter Georgia chores and saying, you know, follow through. And she kind of embraced them because she likes to cook. She sort of likes to clean. So she embraced her chores. We did give our son Otis chores. But as I watched him come home and live with us before he went off to law school, I thought, oh my goodness, I've failed. Because his room was a mess all the time. He didn't help much around the house. (laughs) He would lift a finger, you know, once a month. But here's the thing. I'm not putting down my son. I'm putting down myself. Because I think I did not make him recognize you know he's a football player he played football in college the importance of treating his family like a team and saying I have to contribute to the team and and again if we asked him he would go do something but but he didn't feel that that he should participate in in meals and clean up and and house cleaning and all that and and kind of just lived his own deal do you understand where I'm coming from and and what have I done wrong Jamie well I don't know that you've done things wrong I mean we're all going to be a, a process process and it's learning and so One of the things that I would encourage parents to do is to kind of establish in your own mind that chores are not a bad thing for kids to have to do. Uh You know, there's many struggles with with presenting chores to our kids. One might be that we're uncomfortable with it. Should we be making them do chores? We may hit their resistance and they don't want to do the chores. So then what do we do? But I think it's important for parents to, first of all, realize that there are some really profound benefits in our kids doing chores. Um, They learn life skills. They learn responsibility. Like you mentioned, they learn teamwork. Doing chores or doing family tasks, whatever you call them, also reinforces the respect for their space or how much work a home takes or how to care for one another or what happens if you make a mess, somebody eventually has to clean it up and maybe managing your messes because when you have to clean up other people's messes, it makes you kind of mad. And so they kind of learn that respect. I think it also builds a work ethic. It helps them learn planning and time management. And you might not anticipate this, but it can actually increase family bonding. So it's the opposite of how we imagine. Yeah, I agree. I mean, when my son would decide to help out and, you know, go do the weed whacking or something like that, I just, I loved him more. I mean, that's so wrong. But but I, I found myself being resentful of an adult child on the days when he wasn't helping and again this is I, I I've really debated whether I should even confess this on the radio and I know that my parents his grandma and grandpa are listening and I think oh no I don't want to put my you know throw my son under the bus oh he's he's a wonderful kid he really well he's an adult now and he's off to law school he's doing fine you know what I mean but but I I watched and I thought Jenny this isn't his fault at this point you you should have trained him better and of course we gave him chores but but he never really sort of embraced these are my responsibilities I need to follow through even in my 20s um and and my daughter much more so has embraced it and does follow through and and I again I'm not saying my daughter's better than my son that's not what I'm up to I'm just confessing my own you know problem with this so so how do we make chores feel less like a burden where our kids whine and resist how do we we teach them to have that commitment to family and teamwork and maybe even feel a sense of accomplishment or joy when they when they help with chores those are great questions, Jenny, and I, 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 I commend you on being a mom that reflects on how what you do establishes the expectation or, you know, how they're going to live things out. I, I think, you know, the way we model things and our expectations 
are a big part of getting us headed in the right direction. And I think that's why in our family, we've kind of focused on what we call our family rules. And I know some people prefer to call them guidelines or however you want to call them. We call them our family rules because they're, they're simply some simple things that we can do in our home that help us remember to, you know, live in harmony and unity, to increase the love and the peace and the happiness in our home, and to just kind of have an effective working home. And so we established early on these things that we were going to do. And I want to share those with you because I think the last two specifically, but all of them in some way, really do contribute to setting up an atmosphere in which family tasks or family chores are the expectation. Yeah. Number one was we use our hands and feet to help others and show love. And Hold of on, you, you cut out there. there. So repeat number one again because you cut out for a second. Number one, you bet. Number one, we use our hands and feet to help others and show love. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's a little more obvious. Obviously, we're using our hands when we complete tasks or chores and showing others in this home love and respect for our space. Number two, we speak kindly and encourage each other. Number three, we respond with a willing heart. Now, I have to tell you, early on, we had said a willing and happy heart. Well, it became quite obvious that you can't really have a rule where someone has to be happy. Yeah. But, you know, if we had a rule on us, Jenny, that we had to do something and we happy, that would feel really frustrating to us. But what we look for is the willingness. We want the willing heart. You don't have to be happy about it. You don't have to like it. You don't have to love it. But I do ask that you be willing yeah, when you do. That's good. That's good. We, number four is we keep our attitudes under control. In other words, you may be totally frustrated that you have to do a chore. You may be totally frustrated you have to clean your room. You may be totally frustrated that somebody else gets better jobs than you. And, and you can voice those respectfully, but keep your attitude under control. Yeah, can, I, I'm gonna interrupt that one. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you've got a lot more, and you're gonna go through these one by one. But, but how do you teach a child to keep their attitude under control? Well, sometimes we even had to role play. How do you say what you just said nicely? Oh. So the other day, for example, our son was very upset because his job was going to be trashes, and it just really bothered him. He just not want to do trashes. He thought it was unfair. Somebody else should have to do that. Well, the longer I talked with him, the more I began to understand that he really has some anxiety around germs. Oh, Genuine anxiety around germs. If I had not taken the time, this would have been just a constant headbutting every week when he wasn't doing his chore. When at the basis of it was something he really needed me to understand about him. So through talking and keeping his attitude under control, he was able to say to me, Mom, I am willing to fold laundry. I'm willing to, you know, do dishes. I'm willing to wash sinks. But could you please consider not giving me trashes? Like, this is just more than I can do. I can't do it. And then I wasn't going to see that resistance every week. We were collectively and proactively working through a plan that he could buy into. And that changed his attitude. And it changed his attitude. But he had to voice it in a respectful way. He couldn't throw a fit. He couldn't get angry and, you know, start insulting the whole chore system. He (laughs) couldn't say, you're showing favoritism. You make me empty trashes and you give him dishes. No, you just respectfully ask for what you need. 
And I think sometimes that's where these conversations really come in because there may be a reason a child is avoiding a chore or a task. Yeah, there's a give and take when when we're doing this training of chores and training of teamwork, which means that the parent has to listen. It doesn't mean the child gets to rule and whatever they say goes, but it does mean that the parent has to listen to, to maybe modify based on the child's personality. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Personality, it could be needs. In his case, he has some sensory issues, and I needed to approach that with some empathy and then adjust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So I was able to do that. He'd buy in. Yeah. So we're we're going through the Kirkbride family rules with our counselor for moms. We're on number four. What what was number five, or what is number five? You bet. Number five is we work as a team and do what is right. And this is where really that family chore, family task, comes into play because it takes a whole family to take care of this home. It's not just mom's job. It's not just dad's job. We're not going to put it all on you. We're each going to pull our own weight. And a lot of times we even, you know, reference it to someday you're going to be somebody's roommate. And these are the tasks you're going to need to do when you're a roommate. Or Or, someday you may be married or have your own house. Yes, that's what I tell my son. Yeah, you're going to be a husband someday. I'm going to interject for a second because I, I want to I hear what you think of this. You know, I've, I've spent much of my adult life telling the world, you know, who will listen, whoever will listen, and, and telling mothers and telling, you know, groups that I speak to and, and people over the radio, I've been telling them this mantra of the mom job is important and the whole world should wake up to that, that, that what mothers do is shape the next generation and, and the example we set and the way in which we train up our children, it's immensely important to the future of our world. So I, I run around saying that to whoever will listen. So my son says to me, I don't know, a couple months ago when I was saying, Otis, why can't you just help me on this? He goes, you're the mom. This is what you do. You make a difference in the world. You're, you're doing all these important things for me, whatever. It's like, oh, oh. So he's listened, but now he's using it against me. Again, I get this right. is this is not me putting down my son. I just want everybody to know <laughs> I, he's a responsible guy. He's a loving guy. He's 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 my biggest cheerleader. So I'm, I'm just saying that I think I failed to make him somebody who really understood that he needed to participate with chores a lot. So so what, it, it you just said, and this is what triggered this idea in me, you said this isn't just mom's job. How do you get that across to them? Because we do want to serve our kids. We really do. And I think that's one reason moms say, ah, it's really hard for me to make my kids do the chores. I just think I can do it. And I love my kids, so I do it anyway. And 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 I think of something that I'm about to bring up, a survey about parent burnout but, or parental burnout. But but how, how do we navigate that, that it shouldn't just be the mom job? Yeah, well, our sixth family rule is we do our jobs to help our family. And I think when we preface why we do chores as this helps our family, this is part of being a family, then you start distributing it as all of us carry this burden. All of us make this mess. All of us do this work. And I think, you know, sometimes even just approaching our kids with the word chores, we can get a real negative response. So in our family, we try to use family tasks. What family task are you are you doing this week? What family task are you willing to do before you go to that event? Or have you completed your, you know, if you want to call it a job, I mean, kids are going to grow up and have jobs someday. You know, sometimes it's just the way we approach them in that. And, you know, it can be as structured or as free will as people want, but I think kids need to take part in those family tasks. You know, sometimes we'll switch it up a little bit. We may go through a time where kids have to complete two family tasks before they do computer time. Or we may spell out family tasks and say, okay, this week you're in charge of trashes, you're in charge of toilets, you're in charge of sinks, and then in a week switch. 
You may choose to do it for a month. You know, figure out how you get the best buy-in with your children. Yeah, with I seven needs some changes. With seven kids, I feel like you must have an immaculate house. <laughs> Because, but we don't because we all make messes. <laughs> True. All right. So I want to get to this really quick because I have got to believe that that post pandemic, well, you know, sort of post pandemic, depending on who you talk to, um, parents are feeling this continued burnout. And I just read a new report, and this came out in June of 2022, that 66 percent of working parents meet the criteria for parental burnout. And I'm extrapolating from that. It, by the way, it's an Ohio State University, you know, research study. So, you know, it's legit. And they're saying that, and, and I think part of it was because of lockdowns and, and economic instability and school closures and social isolation, you know, so many things that, you know, I, I get upset about that, that it caused parental burnout as, as just another negative effect about everything that was going on. And, and I think part of this has got to be that parents are not, you know, getting their kids to help enough. So they're super burnt out. Do you think I'm wrong about that? No, I think that absolutely can play a part in it. And I think sometimes society as a whole kind of tends toward keeping our kids busy and they're so busy elsewhere that they're not busy in the home. And there are these things that we need to keep them a little busier at home doing, because like I said, these are lifelong lessons in responsibility and work ethic. And so we can't pack their schedules so full that we end up running ourselves ragged and burning the candle at both ends, managing things at home, because we really rob them in the process. That's an absolutely fantastic point. Because I think in the 21st century, you're a cool mom if you have your kid in 50 sports and, and they're you know on the dean's list right. or the honor roll or whatever. And, and, and I think, actually, when I think of our son, you know, he was on every sports team. He was captain of the sports teams. He was, he was a, you know, excellent, excellent academically. And, and um, you know, I've, I've talked a lot about what a good student he was. I don't need to go on bragging about that. But I think he was so involved in the outside world that he didn't have time for the inner world of family. And, and, and I think we wear that sometimes as a badge of honor, how, how involved our kids are, but yet they're not be able to participate in the family. What a good point. Anything to add to that? I just think that, you know, we don't want to rob them of that experience. It's learning to care. It's learning to share in the family. And, man, when they talk about chores bonding a family, they can do that. And I think it's just learning how do we make those adjustments. If their schedules are busy, when do they fit in? Do they help on Saturdays? You know, we have specific Saturday chores. So if you're, if, if you're hesitant, try it on Saturdays. See what you can accomplish on Saturdays and help them learn how to manage that time so that they can have those activities but also be giving and serving in their own family as well. well. And you can make the point, I mean, you don't want to use this as ammunition, but mom's going to be a happier mom and, and, you, you, and I, I'm going to be nicer to be around and maybe I'll make your favorite cookies or whatever if I'm less exhausted because you're pitching in and helping. So, so right. and I the thing, the point I like to make, and then I want you to, you know, kind of wrap up and make your final points, um, is that we are training them up to be good husbands and wives. We are training them up to be good workers in society. We are training them up to be good moms and dads. If we don't get them, give them chores, they're less likely to be good at those things. Right. Correct? And, and, and so that's kind of what I tell my kids. All right. So final points, Jamie, and, and how people can find you and kind of these resources. I'm going to challenge you to put your family rules somewhere on parentingwithpersonality.com um, so that people can kind of check out your family rules and come up with some of their own. What's your final yeah. point? I, the, the, the family rules are going to be available in my Facebook group, Parenting with Personality. Okay. And this would be my final point. Chores can be a blessing 
when we choose to use them that way. They can not only bring these benefits to our child's life, but it can help our family live in harmony. And one of the best ways that you can really pull off chores is show your kids that when they do their family tasks, it blesses the family. And I would encourage you to randomly bless them in return and reference those tasks that they are doing that bless you. And I think it's a great way to offer some natural positive reinforcement for them learning and taking part in these family tasks. Yeah, praise them when they do a task well. Absolutely. I mean, Catch them doing well and have eyes for it. You know, we, we offer special little treats, rewards. Hey, tonight we're having dessert because you guys did such an awesome job on your tasks. Yeah. You know, I'd like to, build, to, to make you a dessert today because you know what? You did a rocking job cleaning things today. You know, randomly bless them so that they weren't connect the two yeah all right so you're going to put your family rules so other people can get you know this as an example on your parenting with personality facebook page and how else can people find you and and your great advice you bet you can find me at instagram parenting with personality or you can go to parentingwithpersonality.com and like i said the facebook group and page and i have those resources for you posted there you can also download the parenting personality app and the rules are under parent resources great wonderful jamie kirkbride channel moms counselor for moms thank you so much for helping us once again jamie with your fabulous advice you bet thank you so much jenny all right take care best to your family all right you guys too. thank you i thank you so much for tuning in today this is the part of the show where i remind you how important you are i do think mamas are burnt out and and sometimes it's just too much and they don't have enough energy left in the day to, to give and and i i just want to remind you that <clears throat> even when you feel like you're schlepping through and you don't have enough energy and maybe you're not being patient enough or maybe you got a little too angry about something, that, that what you're doing in loving your children and teaching your children and in giving your children chores and teaching them teamwork is shaping these precious people for the future to make our world a better place. So thank you for what you do to contribute to society by being a terrific mama and, and raising up that next generation. God bless you for it. Please check us out. We have all kinds of ministries at channelmom.org. We help moms who are struggling, single moms, moms in prison, moms who are homeless. You can volunteer with us. You can give to us. Just click donate at channelmom.org. We'd be so grateful. And please pray for us. Hi to my mom and dad who are listening. Please remember your grandson is a wonderful boy. <laughs> God bless you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. If Channel Mom Radio and podcasts give your mom life a boost of encouragement, would you consider supporting us? In order to keep our broadcasts on the air and serve moms and kids on the ground, we need help from listeners like you. You can support us through a one-time donation or by signing up to be a monthly partner at an amount of your choice. Just go to channelmom.org and click donate at the top of the page. New monthly donors will receive a special gift package in the mail. While research shows moms are undervalued and families are struggling to stay together, Channel Mom works to lift up motherhood and add value to your family. We depend on donors like you to provide outreach to at-risk moms in prison and homeless shelters or dealing with single motherhood. Our life-changing programs are over capacity, so your donation will help us serve more moms and kids. Be a part of the change you want to see from others and families. Visit channelmom.org and click donate. We thank you for your generous support, and may God bless you for coming alongside Channel Mom.